Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition reaction podcast from Bavarian Podcast Files. This is I Need No Name, and I am joined by Schnitzel, and we will be discussing Bayern Munich's Champions League group stage draw for the calendar year of 2022. It is a little bit of what we expected in the sense that we have FC Barcelona again. We have Inter, who we are facing for the first time in a long time, and Victoria Pilsen, who... I honestly don't know much about. So I'm going to first of all hand it over to Schnitzel and ask him his opening thoughts about this, and then we'll take it from there. So Schnitzel, you tell me, how do you feel about this draw? Like, just your initial thoughts. Okay, so firstly, I'm just kind of pissed that we're facing Barcelona again. It's a massive disappointment because, honestly, I wanted to face the Premier League team from part two, either Chelsea or Liverpool. So I feel like there's just UFR trying desperately to get a storyline. And obviously there's the Lewandowski reunites with Bayern and all that, whatever that there is, all the background information surrounding this will be huge. And it's going to be a very noisy affair, definitely with all the commotion between Bayern and Barcelona in the recent years. We have smattered them quite a lot in the recent years. And that is one of the main reasons why I felt it was getting boring. But yeah, we have to face them again. That is the reality. I'm actually not super concerned, but I'm still kind of worried because we're going to face Lewandowski. But I think the Inter draw is a very, very good draw. I actually wanted to face Inter. They're a very strong team that can test us on the counter and that can really test the defense. So I'm pretty happy with that. And Victoria Pilsen. Well, the last time Bayern faced Victoria Pilsen, we won 6-0 on aggregate. And... Uh, it was a pretty amazing draw because this was when we had prime Robin and Ribery, at least post-2013 treble winning season, Robin and Ribery, and it was an amazing game. So I'm expecting something very similar this season. I think we'll dominate against them, most probably. They do have a pretty decent squad, but I don't think they have much to trouble Bayern. But with the rest of the fixtures, I guess I should be somewhat concerned. What do you think? So what I think is, first of all, I'm annoyed that we did not get an English Premier League side because I needed the propaganda value of destroying a Premier League team in the group stages for exactly. the Bundesliga. Because, and the other thing that we are going to be missing is we are going to definitely get at least one English referee, if not two or three, assigned to our games this season because... You know how it goes. Whenever UEFA see Bayern Munich drawn against a Spanish team in the Champions League, they give us an English referee. It's happened every single time in recent years, dating back to our game against Sevilla and the UEFA Super Cup in 2020. So that is going to be very annoying. If I had to see another game officiated by Anthony Taylor or Michael Oliver, I am genuinely going to lose my mind. And as far as I can tell, UEFA is going to do that with our Barcelona game this year. So I hope 100%. the team is yeah. yeah. I hope the team is ready for that because I cannot stand these guys. As for the draw itself, like Barcelona, I am interested in the fact that you know they are a lot stronger than they were last season. Xavi, um, I know that people like to meme on him a little bit, especially outside of Barcelona circles, but he has done a good job getting them competitive and with their new team with all these reinforcements that they have, they are a very formidable side and i should point out that those registration difficulties that they're having in la liga they do not apply to the champions league they can play whoever they want in the champions league they don't have to care about 
salary caps or La Liga's FFP. So we will see Lewandowski play against us. I know that for a fact. And given his usual record against his former sides, I am a little bit concerned about what our defense is going to do against him. I do not, like, we already know that Lewandowski used to score plenty of goals when he was at Dortmund, when he faced Bayern, although he did not score in that critical game in the Champions League final. But I am not looking forward to facing him. Yeah, I feel like, like you mentioned, Barcelona have improved significantly in every single area. And the last time we met, to be very frank, Barca's defense wasn't remotely anything similar to what we see in the defense today. If they manage to, you know, have everything under wraps before the games and they manage to establish a sort of a rhythm, then we will be facing probably a defense that can consist of Christensen and Jules Koundé, who are like two really, really... I don't think Christensen is good at all. I don't rate him at all as a centre-back. But he's he's an upgrade on Clement Longley. Anyone would be an upgrade on Clement Longley and Oscar Mingueza or whatever. But like... That doesn't mean that they're actually good players. What I am more concerned about is the fact that they have Lewandowski and now Ansu Fati is uh, fit. They Pitch, also yeah, will have yeah. they will have Pedri in both games and probably. Gavi. Yeah. yeah, and Gavi, Gavi who has developed a lot since. Like I, I remember he made his Champions League debut against us. Maybe I'm not exactly and sure. And he was shoved yeah, around. He was, that game. Yeah, he was yeah. shoved around and he tried. He got one yellow card challenge on Upa and another challenge that really should have been a red card by that point because he almost lost his mind he was getting bullied out there but now it is like with guys like Gavi with Pedri with um as you know Lewandowski and Sufati and who else did they sign this season um they still have Dembele and Dembele if he's fit that is another concern for our defense and Rafinha as well from Leeds. Rafinha, yeah, from Leeds. I yeah. completely forgot they signed them, actually. Yeah, so they all these players... Yeah, they have a lot of attackers, and it's looking much stronger than last season, where they really only had Memphis and Luke de Jong to trouble us. So, in that case, I think Barcelona genuinely, like, this season, it's going to be a much more competitive game than it has been in the last three or four times that we met them. But, I don't think Barcelona are the most interesting draw here, because we face Barcelona pre- pretty regularly, in recent years, the most important draw here, I think, is Inter because Inter, in my opinion, was the hardest team we could have gotten from Pot Three, and we ended up getting them. And you know, I generally do not rate Serie A teams that highly, but Inter are pretty much the most solid out of all the Serie A teams. They seem like they have, they are the favorites for the Scudetto this season. And with Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez up top, they could like give our team a lot of problems especially on the counter yeah 100% and I also think that Inter have one of the most balanced sides in all of this area and the reason I say that is because you obviously have Lotara Martinez Romelu Lukaku and a pretty strong attack with the rest of the players their midfield and defense is like really strong yeah, uh, they have I'm sure Barella. you know Nicolo Barella yeah. exactly yeah and Marcelo Brozovic and yeah, their defense so, yeah. their defense has Robin Gusens, Stefan de Vrij, and obviously Milan Skriniar, who is like the talk of Europe right yeah. now. because so many He's been the talk of Europe him. for years and years, but he never seems to want to leave Inters, which is very funny to me. I mean, I guess he would yeah. have to change. Yeah, he would have to change his name if he left. So but, the thing yeah, so... is, like, with, because we have Barcelona and Inter in our group this season, like, one of us will have to end up in the Europa League. And I don't want it to be us. So 
that is going to be the challenge facing Nagelsmann this season. Like, he's going to have to have our fitness and effort levels at the tip-top shape for the entire six-group stage games because I really don't see any avenue for, like, resting or dropping points. Like, this looks like, out of all the groups in the Champions League this season, this looks like the one that's closest to a group of death. Group of death. Yes, you are right. Yeah. I think, so with the other groups, uh, you have, like, two clear favorites in each group. Yeah. And, uh, for example, PSG and Juventus in their group. Yeah, that and, they are uh, probably going to go through. Yeah. Unless Benfica, Benfica can upset, but PSG, Juventus, they seem like their favorites. Whereas in Group A, for example, uh, Liverpool seem like favorites. Ajax, Napoli might might be competing for second place. I don't know. But in our case, it is looking like a, three, a yeah. very strong three-way battle between Bayern, Barcelona and Inter. And as far as I'm concerned, we need to top this group, you know? I, I think don't the games think against... that... Yeah, let's go ahead. Like, like always, the games against Barcelona is are going to decide who tops the group. That's what I think. And really, uh, I think the games against actually Inter and Pilsen might decide it because honestly, I don't expect Barcelona or Inter to get full points from each other. So even if we don't beat Barcelona both times, we might still get through as long as we keep our consistency against Inter and Pilsen. No disrespect to Pilsen here, but I think they are going to be shoved around by all the other three clubs. I think well, maybe, maybe, to... maybe if they park the bus really hard and like they did do well to get this far, they had to play quite a few qualifying rounds. So that is, true. I mean, you never, you but never know. Like they might. The do reason well. why I say uh, Barcelona is going to decide, or rather, affixes against Barcelona is going to decide who tops this group is because obviously they have a lot of quality in a lot of positions, and because I'm genuinely quite concerned about us facing Lewandowski. Like yeah, that one the Lewandowski is factor is just really That's scary because like last season we were talking about Luke de Jong at this point in time and it's like, Luke de Jong, are you kidding? Whereas right now it is like the prospect of facing Lewandowski, that is scary and that is something I have not felt since, what, 2013, 2014, 15? Yeah. Like, Back when he used to be a dog, but it was, you used to hear news of him scoring and it was like just a stake into your heart every single time because Lewandowski never stopped scoring while he was a Dortmund and he was a constant thorn in our side. Back when, and, you know, back in those days before our 10 titles in a row and all this unprecedented dominance. And if you saw the highlights or rather even the game against uh, Real Sociedad recently, no, I he, was, he was amazing. He scored two goals. And chipped in with an amazing assist to Ansu Fati. He was the man yeah. of the match. Yeah, he and, seems uh, to be fitting in there apparently quite well. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, Barcelona fans are just absolutely amazed after years and years of saying Lewandowski is actually Levin Disney. He only scores tap-ins. They're like, oh my God, he's such a yeah. complete striker. He's so good at on the ball and link-up play and hold-up play. And like, so what's we, used funny to, is, we, used to say, we used to say this for yeah. years and years. And now they're suddenly like, see... wow, I did not know this. Wow. Which no, just I goes to show. Delusional, I see some delusional fans even saying that, oh, you know what? After joining Barca, he's become so much more well-rounded. Yeah, yeah like a 34-year-old player suddenly becomes more well-rounded after one month after a transfer. And like, that happens. That that never happens. Lewandowski was always like this, and it is just more evidence that Barcelona fans don't actually watch football, you know? They just like to talk about it. Yeah, but like the bottom line here is that we have to be very worried about Lewandowski. And I think our defense has their work cut out for them. Like, obviously, I'm fine with Luca Hernandez starting. Yeah, I'm not fine with like 
But I'm like, not fine with Upamecano maybe getting bullied by Lewandowski or exactly. Matthias Delict, who does have a mistake in him. Like he's a bit like Boateng in that sense. Like he can have an amazing game sometimes, but um, I have not exactly like he still is catching up on his fitness, and I do not know if he is going to be fit enough for those games. And if he does play, he's going to be probably tasked with defending Lewandowski in the air. And we know how good Lewandowski is in the air alongside all his other qualities and talents and yeah. that is going to be one of those things that we might just have to depend on Manuel Neuer to stop him so the Lewandowski factor is huge here and the Inter thing I think Inter like they could really play sports sport to us if we let our guards down because you know these Serie A teams they are very good at like parking disrupting disrupting I would say like yeah you can call it parking the bus but like tactically they are very good at playing against bigger teams and just, you know, uh, try to suffer through games and get the point. And even if so, Inter don't qualify themselves, they might jeopardize our chances of qualifying first or second in the group. And that that would be quite quite a headache for us to deal with. Like, with you don't Inter, want to finish second. I'm, I'm yeah. super interested in seeing who Nagelsmann is going to pick to mark Lukaku. Because if it's Upa Meccano, then we already know that Upa has struggles when facing, like, you know, yeah, super but, physical strikers. But, so, but Lukaku isn't really that kind of a physical striker, right? He is not a hold-up play type striker like Lewandowski is. He generally likes to run onto the ball. Like he's I more. Think I, I genuinely Lukaku's think Lukaku's hold-up play is underrated. I I think it's I, actually overrated. I think he's more of an Aubameyang or Timo Werner type striker than like even though he looks like this huge hulking guy. Exactly. With, even so, he's I think massive. he's more of a he's more of a running to space kind of guy rather than like a guy who will hold up or link up with the rest yeah, of his team. So unless unless it's Lautaro. Lautaro. He's good, good at yeah. it with Lautaro. So the thing about running into space type of guys is uh, we know what happened when Upa faced Haaland back in the last season, right? Twice. And I mean, once Haaland it was quite... Much... Not really. I mean, he had Haaland under control in the Super Cup, in my opinion. In and... the Super Cup, yes. Yeah, but, uh... and... In I mean, the other games, it, it was it was time. honestly not it was not that bad. I know that Ubermakano completely got bullied by Haaland in the DFB Pokal final between Leipzig and Dortmund, but like in recent games, Uber has been looking good. So I hope that it is going to be a good moment for him if he does play. Like we don't we have so much quality on our team right now, it's hard to guess who will actually play in the starting lineup. Like I think only Thomas Muller, Satyo Mane, uh Jamal Muziala and Alfonso Davies are guaranteed starters right now. Everyone else, and, everyone uh, else Fernandez maybe. as well. Fernandez, maybe not. Maybe Kimmich and Nor as well. Like honestly, I don't even count them because it feels like they are the first names on the team sheet. But the rest of the team, anything can really change. And there's also the factor with injuries and everything. So anyway, that is, I think, enough for like an initial impression. We don't need to do a full preview of the games because who knows what will happen before then. I want to ask you about the rest of the Bundesliga teams because we don't have much time left. What do you think okay, about so, the rest of them? Uh, Atletico, Atletico Madrid is going to face uh, Leverkusen, right, and Porto and Club Bruges. And that's Leverkusen is basically, yeah, I'm talking, I'm going sequentially, if okay. that's okay. Yeah. So I think Leverkusen is going to have a very tough time, that group. I think they have been very poor this season. Yeah, they have been very poor this season. I think even Club Bruges might beat them. They're that okay. bad currently. Okay. Yeah. What about Group and, D? Uh, 
I think Frankfurt qualifies miraculously really? as it turns out. Yeah. I, I think I, they're going to beat Marseille. I think they'll I think they'll I think they'll have few really unfortunate results where like either the referee screws them or they just uh don't have the quality to get themselves over the line like a few one too many draws and they end up in third place and back in the Europa League. The thing is Frankfurt is a very good extra time team so like they thrive in those situations really well. So if it goes into like a 1-1 draw 90 plus 1-2 you can just count on them to somehow produce the goods like not sure time. not maybe not this so. season but what about group f group f is interesting because real madrid leipzig shakhtar and celtic you think that leipzig are the favorites to come second in the group wouldn't you i would if it's not for if, yeah they're the really other two teams. terrible yeah. the the really terrible yeah. start as well is just i don't know what bundesliga the bundesliga Finally, has five teams in the Champions League, and all of them are doing poorly except Bayern. So, I mean, last watch, one. watch them all. Watch them all like contradict the league form and just you know come out guns blazing. I doubt in the it. I doubt it. I doubt it. It <laughs> I doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah group true. Group wow. G. Group G. Man City, Sevilla, Dortmund, Dortmund is getting knocked out. I Dortmund, think. yeah, but they're probably getting knocked out. I'll be surprised, honestly, if they 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 might Qualify. just play they might play good games against Man City and Sevilla but they will lose and then their fans will say oh but we had injuries or oh but we had this and that and then they'll blame yeah, is this for the feeling that two, with 200 with million more in the than Champions them, League yeah yeah with Dortmund in the Champions League it's like they always are like an inch off it's like they're yeah. close then they're but not quite there yet they're just not and, quite there yeah and uh, they're definitely going to have uh, one of the English refs like 100% no oh, wait, I no, don't think because they have their oh, yeah, Man City right. in their group so they can't. Oh, wait, get... who was the ref uh, during the Man City game last time who screwed them over? I don't know. I don't know. Who, I They're don't probably going to get the same care. ref. <laughs> Whoever it is, I mean, uh, Dortmund. Uh, Dortmund don't need. Like back then, Dortmund were good enough to actually beat Man City. I don't think they are anymore. So. I mean, yeah. they just lost their best players, so I don't think. Yeah. And to the to the opponent that they're going to face. Again, yeah. Sevilla, it's going to be a scuffle. But again, Sevilla are one of those teams that just somehow thrives in such situations. This parks the bus and strikes on the counter. And before you know it, you're 1-0 down. And the entire game just ends that way. So yeah. it's looking so, very bad for the Yeah, it's Bundesliga. looking very bad for the Bundesliga. It could only be maybe, maybe two teams, if we are lucky, in the round of 16. That is our entire wrap-up of the Champions League group stage draw. So this was I Need No Name and Schnitzel on the special edition podcast. You can check out our preview of Gladbach, which has been done by Samarin and already uploaded. And you can also stay tuned for our weekend warm-up, which will come out very soon after this podcast. We do not usually record so many podcasts in a row, but we're doing it this time because there's just so much stuff to cover. So thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at BavarianFPWorks, and you can find us on pretty much any podcasting channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you want. And this is pretty much it. I have nothing else to say. So thank you for listening and good night. Vielen Dank und auf Wiedersehen.